Yes, it is Monday. It's February 12. The Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Terrific to be at the Stain Hotel here in Manly today for Super Bowl Monday. The Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, looking to establish some legacy should he win another Super Bowl today with Andy Reid, his coach there at the Chiefs. They've got to get past the San Francisco 49ers, though, a team full of superstars. And with this intriguing story at quarterback, Brock Purdy, who was the last pick in the draft, uh, and up against Mahomes today. Uh, t- the two sides met in the 2020 Super Bowl uh, as well. And the market, there's a stack of markets open at Tab, and it is tight. $1.80 tonight is $2 the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we saw that trial yesterday, Gosford, Manly 68, South 6, very much a trial. Looks more like a New South Wales Cup side, that South side. And uh, to talk about the positives out of it, though, and particularly Luke Brooks's performance as he played a half there yesterday. How are you, Buzz? Yeah, I'm really good, guys. Um, when do we kick off? Uh, how many sleeps? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then we got footy on Fox Sports uh, at Belmore on Thursday. It's exciting, isn't it? There was some footy yesterday as well, and certainly the story out of it was Luke Brooks in manly colours impressing Buzz. Yeah, you guys got a copy of The Telegraph with you. Um, you look at the back page, and it's a really nice way to start your morning. There's a picture of Luke Brooks on the back page, and he's smiling. He looks really, really happy. And I keep thinking back, look, he had 11 years at the West Tigers. The last two with wooden spoons have been particularly tough. I'm glad he's gone across to Manly. I think this is a footballer who needed a change. Um, have you seen that photo? It's just so nice to see him looking so happy. And I think yes, uh, you seen it, mate. It's yeah, beautiful. I have, Buzz. Yeah, I, I think he's in for a terrific year. I, I think the responsibility of being the dominant playmaker hasn't suited him. I think he's got all yes. the, the skills of a, a wonderful footy player. Uh, his running game is his strength, and by having you know Cherry Evans and Tom T. Uh, Trebojevic in the team. I just think it'll just free him up to allow him to do his own thing. Yes, he'll have to contribute at times to identifying weaknesses and um, you know taking a bit of responsibility. But overall, he is looking like he's going to have a big year. And if he does have a big year, I think Manly will play finals. Yeah, look, Manly yesterday probably used better players in Brooksy and Ben Trebojevic and a, and a few others. Ben Trebojevic scored three tries off Brooksy's side and there's talk now that he'll put pressure on Josh Schuster for a starting uh, position on edge but uh, Brooks set up three tries uh, replaced at half time they won 68-6 and look trial form as we all know means nothing but look Luke Brooks was Dally M halfback of the year back in 2018 and uh, he could he could be the signing of the year um, and while it's very very early days it's as I said it's just nice to see him happy again not as nowhere near as much pressure on him to dominate and to lead the football side as you said and it's uh, yeah Manly fans will be very happy with that as much mm. as it's uh, so early in the season. Yeah Buzz you talk about that word pressure who are some of the players under extreme pressure this season? Yeah, um, Clarkie, I've done my whole column on it today. Um, we'll start off with Ben Hunt, and um, I've got him under extreme pressure. And Ben Hunt has proven himself at the highest levels whenever he turns up for Queensland, whenever he turns up for Australia. 
he delivers and consistent consistently but he's put a lot of pressure on himself by being so public that he's basically at St George Illawarra under sufferance that um, if he had his and he's captain of one of the proudest old clubs in the game and he's been quite loud about it that he wanted to return to Queensland so my concern is I don't I think St George is going to struggle this year mm. um, I think Shane Flanagan's more in planning mode even for next year but I think if Brooksy can't deliver and he'll, he'll, he'll find it hard to deliver in that side I think he's he's sort of dragged the spotlight onto himself with his comments very unusual for a captain of a club to continually say for the last six months he doesn't really want to be there and ask for release on a few occasions. So um, all eyes on Ben Hunt, mate. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they go this year, the Dragons, Buzz, because I'm a bit like you. I want to be optimistic about a lot of sides, but I just haven't got that feel about the Dragons this year, and I think it could turn sour quite quickly. Um, you know, Ben Hunt, your captain, there'll be talk all year about whether he wants to be there, whether he doesn't. Um, I don't know whether their list is as strong as some of the others. No. Um, and it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a very tough year, I, I, I think. But, you know, we'll see how it all sort of unfolds. Um, yeah. What about coaches no. under pressure, Buzz? Uh, look, I've got... Look, I, I think Jason Demetrio and Brad Arthur at the Eels, after missing the eight last year, well, both coaches missed the eight, are probably under the most pressure. I would suggest Jason Demetrio the most, even though he's got a contract extension for a couple of years. It's You've only got to go back, what, five, six months. There was a massive falling out with Sam Burgess, a well-publicised uh, fight and argument with Cody Walker. John Morris, their very capable assistant, left. Um, Latrell... Um, and I'm going to get to Luttrell in a minute, I, I think him and Cody have missed the influence of the great Wayne Bennett around the club a little bit. But Dimitri's a good coach. He's proven that. I think the signing of Jack White is a massive thing for the club, particularly now Campbell Graham's out of business for half the season with the sternum problem. And at Parramatta, Brad Arthur's got to make the eight or he's gone. And... Um, they were very, very disappointing last year. And um, look, he obviously missed Dylan Brown, who was unfortunately uh, suspended for about 10 weeks. And if they can um, get their act together off the field, and you know, for professional rugby league players to even put themselves in that position, it, you're just letting your club, your fans, your sponsors, everyone down. So he desperately needs his stronger side on the park if he's going to keep his job any longer than this year. One of the big storylines, I reckon, will be Wayne Bennett and what he does. He's off contract at the end of the year with the Dolphins, and we know Christian Wolfe will take over for 2025. Where do you anticipate Wayne to, to end up? Or will this be the end of Wayne in terms of being a coach of an NRL team, do you think? Yeah, it's a really interesting question, Laurie, because I'm told Wayne Bennett is at his age, I think he's 75 now, won all the premierships. I actually think he should be a future immortal. But I'm told he's very, very much settled back in Brisbane um, with his uh, kids and um, his wife, and uh, he's happy to stay there now. So 
I'm not too sure that he will be convinced to join the 18th franchise. There's been much discussion about that uh, in recent weeks. Um, so the problem the Dolphins have with Wayne Bennett leaving is that history shows it has an enormous effect on the clubs that he leaves. And I've, I, I did a bit of homework and looked at the Dragons when he, he won the comp there in 2010, left in 2011. The following three years, they finished 9th, 14th and 11th. When he left Newcastle in 2014, they won three straight wooden spoons. And then at the Broncos, we all saw how that went belly up with Anthony Seabold there. They made the eight the first year, but bounced out 58-0, but then ran 16th and 14th. And I'm not saying he leaves the clubs in poor shape. What I'm saying is he's virtually irreplaceable as a man manager and as a guy who can get the best out of rugby league players. However, Christian Wolf, we all know, is very, very highly regarded. And um, look, they're very confident that Wayne, if he does stay in Brisbane, will retain some sort of role with the club, not over the top of Wolf, but some role there where he can mentor the younger players and stay living in Brisbane, which I think would be a great thing for rugby league because we want the Dolphins to continue on that uh, very impressive stuff they showed last year. Gee, the fullbacks are going to be one of the stories of the year for, for various reasons, uh, Buzz. Nearly called you Bulldog, Ben. Oh, please, mate, please don't. Same, same, arguing. different. I, I was, you know I was arguing. What did you say, Clarky? I missed that. I said same, same, but different. Yeah, right. okay. You know that Bunning story I did about the Australian captain last week? <laughs> yeah, you're going, to, uh, you're going to put a name to your stories? No, no I'm Surely not. Surely this year we can but, finally... Put some but, names to these stories. Source yeah. said. Yeah, source <laughs> said. I had a, so many emails and text messages saying there's no Bunnings in Vaucluse. So <laughs> well, there's one in Rose Bay, here. let me tell you. <laughs> is there a, a Bunnings in Rose Bay? Yes, there is. I was there oh. the other day you looking for a blower. You love <laughs> hanging out with all the tops, don't you? Oh, Eastern dear. suburbs tops. The fullbacks, the fullbacks. Latrell, great player. Super... Probably the biggest superstar in the game. But I've, I've got him under pressure because um, he has to deliver in the big end-of-season games. And, of course, he was out injured for no fault of his own, but he was hurt during Origin Camp last year. And uh, he's only played three finals at South out of nine games. So uh, they need him fit, firing at the back end of the year. I've got James Tedesco under pressure, another great player, but he's under siege from... A lot of the younger fullbacks, Dylan Edwards for his New South Wales jersey, Reese Walsh, Callan Ponga for the Kangaroos jersey. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch that play out. Tommy Turbo and Ryan Pappenhausen are under pressure only because they've had such dreadful runs with injuries. Um, they're both on big money contracts. They're both X-Factor players. I think if Tom Turbo stays fit, man, there are hope of even challenging for the title, certainly finishing in the top four. And Ryan Pappenhausen, such an excitement machine. It's been really, really sad to watch his struggles in the last couple of years. And 
They tell me, though, he's training sensational the storm over the off-season. He's recovered from that latest ankle injury, and wow, what a bonus that'll be for Storm to have him fit and firing all year. Buzz, if you could have picked your New South Wales fullback right now, who is it? Oh, Clarkie. Um, well, you've got Latrell, you've got Tom Turbo, you've got a guy called Dylan Edwards, who is an absolute superstar, consistent player, and you've got the great Teddy. Teddy played in the Australian side that was beaten 30 nil by the Kiwis. I, I, I'm look. I think he's under pressure. If you put me on the spot, and if you're picking a New South Wales side today, on what we've seen over the last 12 months or last two years, I would pick Dylan Edwards from Penrith. Laurie. Oh, um, hard question, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm never prepared to write champions off, and I think I love asking the hard ones. Teddy's a champion. And I think he realised he, he'll be under a little bit of pressure. So, And I think the Roosters will start well. I think last year, they the will. fact that they didn't play good football at the start didn't help Teddy because he went in a bit underdone in origin in terms of his confidence. And So I, 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 I think that Madge will give him every chance to to be there, but he'll have to play, have to play well. What about your Sharks, mate? Where, where do you see them this year? Have they... They fixed the deficiencies that they're missing in their team because the last couple of years they've been consistent, they've made finals, but they just haven't been good enough to win a final the last two years. Do you think they can yeah, go better? Look, look, Cronulla Sharkies have got a soft draw again. So I expect them to make the top eight. I think, however, they lack the X-factor player that, Roosters have, South have, Penrith have, to go deep into the finals. And it's been disappointing uh, as much as they've been very consistent. They've made the finals eight of the last nine years, but I still worry about the, the lack of an X factor. And I've done a panel in that column today to look at how many players each club has used over the last... Um, three years, and Cronulla have used the least amount of players. They've been very, very quiet in roster recruitment, particularly over the last 12 months. But Craig Fitzgibbon likes to build combinations to keep that same side together. He And, yeah, so where's the improvement going to come from? Probably another year together. Still a question mark around the 5'8", I think, with young Trindle playing there. They tell me young Dyke, Adam Dykes' son, Kay Dykes, is coming through and very, very impressive. The concerning thing for Cronulla is actually off the field. I met with the Dolphins last week, and you know they averaged 32,000 fans first year at Suncorp? And then you look at Cronulla, they've got a home ground that can only hold 13,000 people and the corporate facilities just aren't there. Okay, the league's club, even though we moved to Cogra two years ago, is right now an empty shell. They're fixing the roof on it, but it's going to cost $35 million to fit it out. The club doesn't have that money. 
and I blame this on previous managements, the first people who did the deal with the developers, they just didn't get enough money. So Cronulla are going to have to borrow $15 million to get their lease club back and fit it out where it's going to, you know, track people mm. after the footy, during the week, cafeterias, auditoriums, nice bars, etc. So not a good way to be starting the year, guys. How does his Super Bowl Monday look, Buzz? Meadow, um... I'm really, really excited, and unlike Bulldog, Bulldog was blowing up yesterday about how many times uh, <laughs> Tay-Tay's going to be on the television coverage, said he wants to watch the game. Oh, dear. You, you know, I said to Doggy, Tay-Tay's got 290 million Instagram followers. I pointed out Bulldog's got 30,000 on Twitter, so there's a bit of a difference there. Um, but... I love that. Look, there's so many stoppages in NFL. It's just great to see that Tay Tay on the on the sideline. I love it. It's, you know, I agree with Bulldog. Oh, do you? Yeah, I want to see the footy. Oh, you're I dark. Yeah, yeah, well, I probably am. Mate. I don't want to see Tay Tay, and I don't want to see Brittany Mahomes, and I don't want to see them jumping around in but the Laurie, sweet. But there's the yeah. game stopped usually when they. I don't, they I don't care. Up. Laurie, what do you want? More analysis? <laughs> yes, Buzz. <laughs> yeah. No, look, 115 million people watched this game in America last year. They'll say an extra 10 million will watch because of Tay-Tay. And this, as far as I'm concerned, isn't a game for rusted-on NFL fans. It's a massive, massive event where they're paying millions of dollars for 30-second ads and it's a show, and I just think it adds to it. And you know, as I said, the TV ratings will prove that. I don't want to go there every break in play either, mm. but I think it's a wonderful part of the event that Tay Tay's there. I, I really do enjoy, mate. Thanks so much. Yeah, I will, mate. I, I will. I won't be on the beers with you guys, but uh, yeah, it's always a great Monday, isn't it? What time's the kick off, Mitter? 10.30, just after 10.30. Yeah, right, cool. Mm. All right, guys, have a Thank great you. week. Beautiful morning down here at the Stain Hotel in Manly on the northern beaches of Sydney. I've just seen a 49ers jersey just walk past, and uh, if you're in the vicinity, it is the place to be today. There will be, uh, well, plenty of prize giveaways for, for some competitions here. Uh, there's a ball throw target, Super Bowl trivia, and wherever you are at a tab venue or at your local today, activate venue mode. You get a $15 bonus, $15 bonus bet when you activate venue mode, and you'll get a Super Bowl bucket hat where you'll be able to redeem it, provided there's still any left. So it's while stocks last for them. Uh, also, if you place a head-to-head bet in your venue, you receive a $20 bonus bet for every touchdown that your team scores, capped at $100. Three legs, three or more legs, same game multi. If you nominated leg fails, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. And there's also a market as well under venue mode. $4 you're getting for Travis Kelsey to score the first, second or third touchdown of the Super Bowl today. And the max bet for that is $25. So wherever you are today in a tab venue or your local, just flick on venue mode and uh, you'll see those offers Two dollars and a dollar eighty. Still a very tight market for this Super Bowl today. Two dollars Kansas City, a dollar eighty San Francisco. Uh, but we're loving the novelty markets in particular for this today. 
Uh, we went through a few the other day, but uh, I think the Gatorade we touched on, fellas. So purple's the three dollar twenty-five favourite. Orange at three fifty. Five dollars for red. I'm going to have something on uh, four dollars fifty. I miss blue. How how could I? Uh, yellow and green. I think it's its turn today. Six dollars. I'm going blue. Right. Any particular reason why? No, nah, nah, just, just favourite colour. Yeah, favourite like colour. Yeah. Just feeling a, a blue day. Naturally, the uh, well, I, I saw there was a big change as well in the halftime market for the first song from Usher. Ooh, yeah. uh, so I think Yeah was the heavily backed favourite. Mm. Well, it's out to four dollars, and Caught Up is now the dollar seventy five favourite. So there's obviously someone knows something. Someone's seen the rehearsal, mm, she and it's got out. Do we know how much Usher has paid? To sing this yeah, not year at sure. Super Bowl, not sure. Because I think the weekend we worked mm. out was eleven million US last year. Well, you'd say inflation; it would have gone mm. up. Plus, this would probably be the Who's highest rating Super Bowl. Who's his partner? Not in sure. Cro- no, no he's, I heard on the radio today coming in. Uh, obviously, not on our station. Um, what uh, Malone? Um, Post Malone. I think he's his partner okay. in crime. Yeah. Well, what about this as well with all the conspiracy theories? So the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, he responded to one that the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey romance is actually designed to keep Donald Trump out of the White House. Don't ask me all the uh, undercurrents as to why that's the case. But uh, anyway, they're expecting it to be probably the highest-rating Super Bowl ever. And uh, we've got an Aussie involved, Mitch Wisnowski, who's the 49ers punter. He's an Aussie, so... Did he play when the 49ers... Uh, yes. Uh, yep. Lost to yep. the Chiefs. He was playing? Yeah. Okay. Well, we've never had an Aussie win a Super Bowl, so that's we've another, reason. An that's another Bowl, reason why we yeah. need to go for the 49ers. I'm sorry, but I'm on the Chiefs. I'm on Tay-Tay. Yeah, no. A lot of people will be supporting the Chiefs because of Tay-Tay, and there's no issue there. Um, but as I've said previously, I've always been a 49er, so I'm... <laughs> Where's the Raiders I'm finish? Solid. Where did the Raiders finish? Oh, they were terrible. Mm. They were terrible. Have you thrown that jersey out or you still got it? Well, when they were in the LA. Well, you're a charger. Oh, yeah. Then you're a back. charger. Yeah, but then remember he went to the yeah. Raiders? Yeah. yeah. He had four teams this year, seriously. <laughs> uh, Adam Scott is powering up the leaderboard at the Phoenix Open. Uh, he had a really good third round finish with a 65, and he's three under through seven holes. He's tied for 10th. He's 11 under par, but here comes Scotty Scheffler, uh, the defending champ there. It's Scottsdale, and he's 17 under. So Scott's six shots behind him on what is a mammoth final day there at the Phoenix Open due to weather causing delays over the course of the tournament. So a lot of players uh, had to get through their third round before starting the fourth on the final day. And last night in the Qatar Masters, Rikuya Hoshino, uh, the Japanese player, won that by one shot, and Hayden Barron. Tied for ninth, eight under par was the best of the Aussies. He was six shots off the pace. In the cricket last night, Glenn Maxwell, unbelievable. 120 not out off 55 deliveries. Australia beat the West Indies by 34 runs. And well done to our under-19s cricketers who won the World Cup final in South Africa against India. Seven for 253 and then rolled India for 174. And they won that final by 79 runs. We're going to speak to Mossy shortly and the Premier League results overnight. Arsenal, what a performance, 6-0. They've beaten West Ham in London at London Stadium. That's their biggest ever away victory in the Premier League era. And Manchester United beat Aston Villa 2-1 at Villa Park as well. And in the A-League yesterday, 
the Wanderers in Newcastle 3-3. Another incident-packed match there for Marco Rodan's side, and it was a late goal from Marcelo in stoppage time to ensure the Wanderers got themselves a point there. Did you see the miss by Patrick Wood for Sydney FC? Stinker. Is it worst ever? It's up there. Got to be up there. Oh, gee. That was, um, well, let's just say harder to miss than get from that closer range, surely. G'day, Mossy. How are you? Relieved, Mido. Relieved. About? Multi. <laughs> oh, did it win? Mate, if you don't... If you don't oh, Come on. Oh, oh, right. Come Hello. on. He's Hello. got that much criticism. Tommy, Tommy produces nodding, so... Well done, mate. Has Mido's was... alarm clock gone off yet, Clarky? Oh, mate, don't, I've, don't ask me. I've been sleepy Lukey today as well. Today has been a, <laughs> a tough morning. So, it's yeah, it's a big miss, though. It's nearly as bad as that Sydney FC. What was his name? The striker that missed that goal? What about Paddy that? Wood. Young Paddy Wood, yeah. How do, no, um, look... how do you miss that? Uh, I don't know. I... <laughs> Well, I, I, <laughs> enough that, said. Is that a good enough answer? <laughs> yeah, enough said. Okay. Well, that already, you know, had this three points close to summing nah. up, maybe. Nah. Just, you know, yeah. nah, no, not that close. Just you thinking about the shower nah. after the game, not sure. Well, oh, let me tell you, I can tell you exactly why Paddy would miss it technically. I mm. can't tell you mentally why he missed it, but technically he tried to get his body around the ball and tap it home with his right foot instead of just a simple tap in on his left foot. But I, I know Paddy Wood uh, had a bit to do with him at Manly. I know his family, so I do feel for the kid because it's uh, it's getting a lot of headlines. And yeah, for sure. You know what it's like when something like that happens? Um, you know, it's all about your mindset and how quickly you can put it behind you and, and move on. And the kid knows how to score goals. Um, you know, he, he does a good job for Sydney FC, so he just needs to get on with it. These things yeah. happen in, in sport. Sure does. Uh, but in the end, Sydney FC... Ending the Mariners, what was it, 12-match unbeaten run there on Saturday night in Gosford? Yeah, huge result for Sydney FC. Um, I think both ways probably didn't see that performance from Sydney coming, didn't see the, the performance from the Mariners coming either. Um, but, but let's focus on the positives for Sydney because they were um, absolutely deserving of that result. And, uh, you know, to be 3-0 up away from home against a surging uh, Red Hot Mariners um, is no mean feat. So uh, fully deserved Luffy Tallet and, uh, and all at Sydney FC. Big, big, big three points there. What about Wellington, mate? Another good win over victory. Yeah. Uh, no, this, uh, Wellington was Western United. Western United. Uh, oh, sorry, weekend. sorry, but sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's all right. No problem. Melbourne victory lost uh, to MacArthur at home. Uh, big three points from MacArthur down there in, in Melbourne. Um so Milos Dijoski starting to uh, get McAfee humming again. But, um, yeah, Wellington just keep on keeping on. Clarky there. Unbelievable, uh, aren't they, at the moment? You know, f- oh, f- and first season as a, as a boss for Giancarlo Italiano, their, their coach, um, he's doing some wonderful stuff. You know, what he's doing with the players' uh, minds, uh, what he does tactically, uh, I mean, how he's got them set up and playing. It's, uh, it's great stuff. They are must-watch. But all, all the talking, are we going, where are we going, Loz? Are we going to Western Sydney? Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. Down to nine men this week. Uh, isn't it funny when, uh, you know, it never rains, it pours. But, um, look, let, let's, first of all, let's talk about the game. And, and that was that, um, you know, it was, it was a good game of football. 3-3 in the end, uh, Western Sydney had to... Um, show all their resilience to, to come back late uh, to snatch a point with, uh, with nine men. 
Um, but all the talk is really about... And, and by the way, Newcastle Jets were, were good value. To go to Western Sydney and, and score three um, is not easy, but uh, to concede three, um, particularly against uh, ten men and then nine men, um, will be very disappointing for Robbie Stanton. But um, the scenes that we saw at, uh, at full time, let, let me just address this, right, because it's the elephant in the room. Paul Lederer, the owner, um, seen, you know, on the sideline, not sure if he entered the field to play, but on the sideline after the full-time whistle, um, having a go at the referees. I've got a lot of respect for Paul Lederer. Um, I've got to know him over the years. He's put his money where his mouth is. He's invested in the game. He's been the chairman um, of um, of the APL up until recently and, uh, and started Western Sydney Wanderers and ploughed millions and millions of dollars in mm-hmm. but. Um, owners cannot cannot get involved, uh, you know, with with refereeing and, and get on the sideline and hurl abuse, knowing that you're on camera. Um, I think the emotion got the better of Paul on this occasion, um, but uh, yeah, not a good look for the game. Now, can you tell me how Mossy in the A League Women's the Sydney FC bus went to the wrong venue oh. on Saturday when they were playing Melbourne City? Have you got any intel on? Uh, What's going on here? Um, look, ha- having not been the bus driver um, <laughs> of said vehicle, no, I can't. I've got no idea. But, uh, I mean, look, it, it has happened with a team that I've been involved in years and years ago, the Mariners. Uh, I wasn't in charge. I only was, so it was all his fault because he was the boss. But, uh, yeah, the bus, <laughs> the bus didn't show up, and I think we ended up having to get uh, taxis in you know, groups of three or four to, to get to the airport. But, um, yeah, not, not a great feeling when it happens. OK, let's go to the Premier League. And what a result for Arsenal, which I think that was the result that saw your multi-home as well uh, over the weekend, Mossy. But 6-0 to go to London Stadium in a London derby and win 6-0. They are hot at the moment, the Gunners. They certainly are. And... Um maybe tinged with a little bit of revenge because West Ham beat uh, Arsenal at the Emirates last time they met in the Premier League um, not that long ago. Um, so I think Arsenal were, were breathing fire over that one. But West Ham, uh, David Moyes, first of all, um, two wins, two, uh, two draws in their last four. Um, so just a little bit of shaky ground for the Hammers. Uh, they're sitting in eighth spot. Um, still within striking distance. Um, Ten points uh, from... Um, from Villa in, in fifth spot. Um, so still striking distance, but they need to arrest this little uh, slump that they're in. But Arsenal were irresistible. They were brilliant. They, the first three came from set pieces, a corner, a penalty and, uh, and a free kick. Uh, but they really put their foot on the throat and, and went for the jugular. So uh, the big, big statement performance from Arsenal. And good win from Newcastle away as well, buddy. Yeah, that was a tough one. Um, yep. Against Forest, they uh, they had to fight, they had to dig deep, and um, they got the uh, got the chocolates three two in the end. But uh, as you said, Clarky, important three points for Newcastle because they've been they started the season really strongly and then they've been inconsistent. So uh, they're the places Forest away that you that you've got to go to and get the three points um, to have any chance uh, to be in the discussion, especially just for Europe, let alone title contention. Angers Tottenham had to come from behind down at a goal at half time well early. Uh, they conceded a penalty and then a, mi- a winner in the sixth minute of stoppage time to get Tottenham home against Brighton 2 1. Yeah, and you'll never guess who uh, set the goal up with a piece of absolute brilliance uh, off the back of being knocked out of the Asian Cup. Loz's favourite uh, player, Son Hu Yul Min. That's it. And it was a world class. 
clutch moment um, that he executed brilliantly on. Uh, it was a really tough ball that he played in for the winner and, um, yeah, uh, jubilant scenes. But, um, Clarky, I've got some news for you, Mido and myself. It's not yep. so good for Loz. Mm. Uh, on oh, the blue card? Abs- he's absolutely yeah, on the outside of around the blue card. And so yeah, he's Clark, off it, isn't he? So, uh, yeah, completely off it. Said uh, it'll ruin the game. And we're overcomplicating things. Keep things simple. Oh, finally. Yeah. Someone with some common sense, Loz. Yeah, I don't Not so common, card. is it? No, that's exactly... Well, I don't mind the blue card. Mm, we, we know. It's all about we entertainment know. and adding to the product, <laughs> which I think it should. Adding to the product. Adding to the product. <laughs> the EPL. I think it'd be a good move. Someone who's lamented oh, stoppages that. forever. Yeah. Let's create another card and get some more in there. But that's all right. Hey, Mossy, what about <laughs> Qatar winning back-to-back Asian Cups? Did you it see that like coming? Sounds like a change of subject to me, Loz. Yeah, um, just move on, mate. Move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, um, no, I wouldn't have tipped them before the tournament. They're, they're the holders, and they've gone back to back. And Timmy Cale is on their on their coaching staff, so a little bit of a, an Australian flavour there. But um, look, no mean feat. It's it's a credit to Qatar football. They've invested uh, millions and millions uh, in their football, um, and to do it on home soil, they obviously were able to bottle the the, the, uh, the momentum and, and the home um, advantage in their favour rather than have it as, uh, you know, a weight on their shoulders. So, uh, huge win. To go back-to-back uh, Asian Cup is uh, is absolutely outstanding. So, um, it's showing how the dynamics of Asia is, is shifting. I mean, you know, Japan, um, Korea, uh, Saudi Arabia, Australia would have gone into this tournament as clear favourites, um, you know, and probably Japan as the clear favourite to, to win it. Um, and none of them got um, anywhere near the final. So, uh, you know, that, that just shows a shifting dynamic. Mossy, thank you. Have a great day. Well, don't, I, I just want to thank all those who stood by me. Um, yes. You know, to, you know, and they, yeah, they'll be kissing their uh, dollar notes this morning. Those who didn't stick by me, bad luck. Enjoy your day. <laughs> Chin up. Are, are you a Super Bowl <laughs> man, Mossy? Uh, I'm going to watch it, definitely. I wouldn't yeah. say I'm an expert, but, uh, yeah, love who the Super Bowl when it comes around. Uh, Tay-Tay. Yeah, Chiefs. Like it, Mossy. Like it. <laughs> Thank you, Mossy. See you, guys. Take care. Uh, just on the text line. Hi, guys. I've been trying to find the colour of the Gatorade market. Can you help me find it? Easily done. Tab app. Just click on American Football. And it's in the menus there. Gatorade novelties. Gatorade novelties. It's under. And uh, that's where your Gatorade markets are. And just uh, near that is your National Anthem novelties, halftime novelties, and Taylor Swift novelties, of which there's, well, there's a stack of Taylor Swift markets here. Go Swifty. Jeez. Uh, and I've just seen, we saw before, Loz, Travis Kelsey rocking up to Allegiant Stadium there in Vegas. He had like what was his a outfit? black sparkly jacket. Mm. Some sort of sparkle Ooh. situation is... Well, I don't think he got it from Bali, put it that way. Nah, probably sponsored, no. free. Probably it's worth always amazed me with the NFL how they're allowed to go to the game in whatever they want. Yeah. Because usually in a team sport, you've All got go together. the... Yeah, you, you've got the, the sponsors who pay a lot of money <laughs> and they want you to roll up in their, their It's a product. thing in America. The NBA, they do it as well. Yeah, you can time. turn up in... Yeah, it's very individualistic whatever, in that yeah. regard. Yeah, yeah. It's, America bigger, brasher, hmm. make a statement. Yeah. Tell you what, this, this stadium looks big on that screen, though, doesn't it? Looks it's beautiful. Out. Look at a day it's in a, Vegas, it's too. It's a beautiful day there. And just think, in a couple of weeks' time, 
the NRL will be in that exact position. In that stadium too. Ali Mosley from Sky Racing. Good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning, Mido. I'm well. Good weekend. Good weekend for Bjorn Baker as well. And uh, Cabalas, some more victorious. She's an A-lister. He's flying. Last race, Bjorn. Yeah, I was, I was saying to someone just before, I think he's, he's actually great for racing because he's such a character. And he is one of, not one of the few, but he's a little bit rogue. You never really know what you're going to get from Bjorn when he opens his mouth. So... I think we need that, and people love it, and he's exciting and funny and very clever, um, and he's training a lot of winners, so it's good for us. And every time he does a post-race interview, he says, BjornBakerRacing.com, get involved, and I do, it makes me laugh because I think he's just, you know, he's using the platform, he's using his opportunities, so good on him. <laughs> well, Gay and Adrian are training a lot of two-year-old winners, and they did it again in the English Millennium. Yeah, that they are. They're unstoppable at the moment. I thought fully lit. Even I mean, it was a bit of a muddled race, really, in in terms of before it even began. Um, they all started going off when they went out there. I think um, one was setting them off worse than others. I think one of the one of the worst ones actually, perhaps, was um, Bella Khadija. She was particularly naughty. She threw Sam Clipperton off the front. Um, Seron's got scratched at the barriers, which was a real shame for Brett Kavanagh because that form had come out and been pranked with bodyguard, literally the race before. So. Uh, that was a bit of a shame, but yeah, it was a bit of a muddled race in the beginning and Fully Lit was one also who was being a little bit naughty in the yard and then behind the barriers. So um, did it did it well, did it easily. Again, as we're so accustomed to, for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, I think there's a few that we can follow out of that too. I thought it was a great run from Ruta Royale and I think he's a horse who'll be really topped off nicely now for his next start. So I'm really keen on him. I've got a bit of an opinion of him. And Rag Queen jumped out of the ground. That was a massive run, that um, daughter of Giargento. So I thought that was super. Um, and there'll be, again, I think a few to follow out of, out of that race, but they are unstoppable. All systems go for, for the Golden Clipper. What specifically do you want to follow out of the meeting? There's a few I want to follow, one of which is Celestial Legend. That was a hard watch. I backed him, oh. and he was one of my... <laughs> yeah. What did you think on the line? Uh, I thought, I thought um, wow, I backed him too early, is what I thought. Um, but it, it was always going to be a bit, bit of an acid test. I guess in hindsight, Cabellus was just... You know, there were so many good horses resuming, um, and so many that we knew were going to take a lot of improvement from the run, and he was one of them off that one trial. That was always the query, but... Geez, I thought it was a massive run on the worst part of the ground. So Celestial Legend and Tom Kitten, I thought, should be forgiven for their unplaced runs. He was stuck on the inner on the slowest part of the track, while Tom Kitten, the stayer, just wound up really nice through the last bit, and he recorded the equal best last two, but they recorded the equal best last 200 of the race. So I expect both will improve, and they're just going to be ones to follow throughout the autumn, which is, you know, it probably goes without saying. I thought Infinitive won the, ran the race of a next-up winner. She got off the back of a slow speed and was held up until the last 200. She dashed home and she ran the, I think, the third-best last 200 of the meeting. Oh, old mate T. Largo <laughs> to go again. Uh, got well off the pace, which is his pattern, but he dashed home really quickly. Um, so I'm sure Bryce will find a suitable option for him. And then I think we'll add Diamond as well, who was super resuming. So I think a lot, a lot to follow out of that and exciting that we've got a few to look forward to throughout the big autumn carnival. And did you think Mr. Brightside was going to get there in the All Stakes? I did not. I didn't. He is 
such a super horse and it's been again well documented but we're so lucky that we've got these older geldings racing and they're so important for racing they bring people to the races if i hear mr brightside again i might go mad and i absolutely love him and i love the horse and, and all his connections but my goodness we're going to hear that song a lot um he he's just we need him for racing and and he's super he wasn't entitled to win on saturday again he'll only improve from that and it's just really exciting that 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 he's still racing and that we're still seeing him in such good order thank you ali have a great day thanks, thanks guys ali mosley there now just a reminder as well for super bowl monday we've put some of dick fane's picks for today together and created a multi and it's under sport and today's offers you'll see the big sports breakfast super bowl best and dick likes he's going for a reasonably low scoring game so he likes both teams to score under 25 points He's got Brock Purdy for 13-plus rushing yards, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback. And he's got the Kansas City Chiefs running back, Isaiah Pacheco, 68-plus rushing yards. And that's paying $13, 12 to 1 there uh, with Tab. So $13 for some of Dick Fane's selections for the Super Bowl today. Loza, do you like Dick selections there. Oh, Pacheco, watch him today. For those who don't mm. watch too much, carries the ball. He, he, mate, they can't tackle him. He, he makes yards just about every time. Really gets stuffed behind oh. his own line of scrimmage. You know what? Nothing will surprise me today. Nothing. I, 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 I think there could be a random MVP. Um, yeah, the standout, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. If it's Kansas City win, you think that. He's going to get it, but, you know, Kelsey's good value. Um, San Francisco, if they're to win, you're, you're on a McCaffrey or, mm. you know, maybe a Debo uh, Samuel. Debo Samuel. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I can't see Brock Purdy getting MVP. Mm. Yeah, you, running backs win. seldom get it, yeah. but McCaffrey's a superstar. Different, he's also... Uh, Plays in the passing game mm. as well, can catch passes. Yeah. So. You know what? I, I don't mind. George Grubbs. Kittle's a wild. I, yeah, guard. but I, I don't mind Grubbs' theory either. Defensive play. Defensive play, because you think that they're going to have to put pressure on Mahomes. So if you can come up with a few sacks and Bosa, if he can do that, you, that's, a, that's a decent price. $81.